You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Peshem Ish Yisrael, 5784-2024. This week's partial is partial Zvaira. And Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyin come into Paro. They come into Pharaoh and they say to Paro, let our people go. It's time for them to go and to serve God in the Midbar, in the wilderness. Pasik tells us that Hashem gives Moshe and Aaron a heads up about what's going to happen when they get in there. This is in chapter 7, I believe. Uh, chapter 7, verse 8. Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron as follows, Paro is going to say to you as follows, when you get in there and when you ask for the Jews' freedom, He's going to say to you as follows, Tenulachem Maifes. Show me a sign. I want to see some kind of sign. We're going to see what the sign is. And then you should say to Aaron to take his staff, throw it down in front of Paro. It's going to be a tannin. It's going to become a serpent. Pusik tells us that's what they did. They came in front of Paro. They did so. Aaron threw down his his staff became a serpent. Okay, Paro also told his servants to do that. They did it. Aaron's staff swallowed up the other staffs. Paro didn't listen to the sign. Now I'd like to read with you a medrash, but I'd also like to understand, try to understand, think about what is the message of the sign? What exactly was Moshe Rabbeinu saying with this sign? And as we'll see, a sign... A mifus or an ice, a sign has a specific purpose. It's supposed to prove something. We're going to see together exactly what the concept of a sign is. But the question is that I would like to address and try to understand as we continue. What was the sign that Moshe Rabbeinu, what was Paro asking for when he asked for a sign? And what was Moshe's sign? Why did Hashem say that by throwing down the staff and it turning into a serpent... What does that indicate to Paro? Okay, so let's read something together. There's a few ideas here in the Medrash I'd like to share with you. Very powerful, very interesting. And some of them are related to this idea, some of them are not. We're going to start off with the ideas that are not directly related to the sign, but an important lesson, an important depth that we need to know. Pasuk says, When Paro will speak to you, and he'll ask for a sign, so the question is, was Hashem saying, if He'll speak to you and ask for a sign, this is what you should do? Or is Hashem saying, He will ask for a sign? Rav Pinchas HaKoyim Barchama Posach, Magim Ereshes Achris. Rav Pinchas HaKoyim Barchama, in explaining this concept, in beginning his uh, discussion of these verses, he says, the Posach in Yishai, in Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10, it says, the Pasuk says that Hashem tells us in the beginning what's going to be in the end. And from days of yore, that not the things that haven't happened yet, Hashem says, My will, my, my thought, it will win in the end, it will come out in the end. All of my desires I will do. So, 
what is this first teaching us? It's teaching us that Hashem knows from the beginning of time what's going to happen in the end of time. Hashem knows before the story what's going to happen in the end of the story. Hashem knows what's going to happen throughout the story. Hashem tells from the beginning what's going to be in the end. We find that Hashem, in other contexts, says something that's going to happen in the future. As Mephorshim point out, it's something that depends on free will. Right? If someone decides, Hashem says to Moshe, after you die, the Jewish people are going to end up serving idolatry. After Yoshua dies, they're going to serve idolatry. They're going to leave me. They're going to, they're going to violate their covenant with me. Hashem knows that we're going to do these things. We do have Bechira, which is a, is, is a problem, right? It's a problem if we have a, fr- a free will. The fact that Hashem knows what we're going to do, if we're going to do something wrong, it seems to indicate that we don't have free will. Okay, we're not going to get into that issue. But the message tells us that Hashem knows what's going to happen. But it's not a contradiction to our free will somehow. So here too, uh, and we and and the message brings down that indeed that's what happened. Indeed, the Jewish people did forsake Hashem and they didn't serve Hashem. So we see that Hashem tells what's going to happen in the future. He knows the choices that we're going to make. But again, that doesn't preclude our ability to have free will. So so too. In the same way, Paro, Hashem was saying, Paro is going to make a bad choice. He's going to use his free will, his Bechir Chavshis, to not allow the Jewish people to leave. And so when the Pastor says, Ki Paro, it doesn't mean that if he will say, if he will say, oh, show me a sign. He will show us, he will ask for a sign. He will deny your ability to leave. And this is why I wanted to read this Medrash for the following statement of the Medrash. Rav Pinchas HaKoyin, the son of Chama, says that whoever reads this verse, The verse makes it sound like Hashem has some kind of, you know, He needs to make this bold statement, almost, uh, I don't want to say, this egoistic egoistic statement that my, what I think is going to happen is going to happen. But the Medrash says, the end of the Pesach says, all of my desires will be done. What is Hashem's desire? What does Hashem want? Hashem doesn't want His creations to fall. He doesn't want that anything negative should occur to His creations. Shanam Hashem Chafetz the Man Sitko Yagdil Tariviyadir. Pasuk in Isaiah chapter 42, verse 21. Not far, a few chapters earlier from the Pasuk we're quoting. It says, uh, Hashem says, I want the people to be righteous. I want my creations, the, the, the humans that I've created to be righteous. And therefore I cause the Torah to be greater. My instructions for the world are for that purpose. Pasik says in Ezekiel and Yechezkel chapter 33 verse 11, Do you think that I want 
the, the wicked person to die. Like we say on Yom Kippur and on Rosh Hashanah. Hashem wants us, if we've done wrong things, Hashem wants us to do tshuva. He wants us to repent. And He wants us to live. Right? So that's why the Pasuk says, it makes it sound at first like Hashem is, my, what I want is going to happen. But he wants us to know it's not he what he wants is gonna happen to preclude us. Like he's gonna squash us on the way. That's not what it means. That's not what it means. Shem wants us to do tshuva. That's why it says, All of my desires I will do Bikinatamitsi. Oh so so Hashem wants his will to be done, what he desires, what he desires is that we, on our own accord, turn towards Him, that we do tshuva if we've, if we've done wrong. Hashem knows what we're going to choose. Yes, He does know what we're going to choose. He knows that we're going to do wrong. But that statement of what we're going to do and the mistake that we are going to make is not a statement that that's what He wants it to be. But rather a statement of, ultimately, what He really wants is for us to do tshuva for us to repent, for us to return, for us to recognize that He is the God, He is the Creator. So Medrash finishes off the statement by saying that that's exactly the same, exactly what we found by, by other statements, regards to the Jewish people that are going to do a sin in the future, etc., Hashem was just saying what's going to happen. He was saying a statement that doesn't take away the person's free will, number one, and it's not his ultimate desire. Hashem's ultimate desire is that Paro himself should change his ways. That he should, even someone like Pharaoh, or perhaps, especially someone like Pharaoh, who was the leader of the, the world at the time. Hashem wants his Hashem wants him to, to recognize God. Okay, that's the Medrash, and I think that's an important lesson for us. I think it's an important lesson for us. As we, as we learn the parsha. we need to think about the things that go on in our lives, where we've done wrong. Hashem knows we're going to do wrong. It doesn't postle us, it doesn't make us into... We don't become the wrong that we've done. There's always, there's always Hashem's desire that the that the wickedness that we've done be be cleaned off. We repent, come back to Him. That's point number one. But, and I think perhaps we'll see that that's part of perhaps what the sign was that Moshe Rabbeinu was indicating to Paro. Perhaps we can understand it. Let's, let's see. Before we understand the sign, I want to know stuff. I want to know something about signs. Okay, so... That's how we start off the podcast. Now we're going to get into the signs. The measure says like this, Rabbi Yehuda Bar Rabbi Shalom Omar, Kahoyginu Medaber, Tanulachem Meifes. The measure says that Paro, Pharaoh, when he asked for a sign, he was asking appropriately. He was asking a fair question. He said, look, you guys want to leave? You want to go serve God? That's what Hashem said. He's going to, he's going to bring you out with signs and wonders, so show me a sign. Show me a sign. And it was a fair request, as we're going to see the many tzaddikim, many righteous individuals who asked for a sign. 
and they got a sign. We'll see what the sign is. It's so important to understand what the sign is. But it was a legitimate request on Paro's uh, on Paro's part. Well, I should just let them go. Prove it to me that there is a God, perhaps. Or prove it to me that there is a legitimate reason why you should go. We find that there was a sign requested by Noah Chatzadik. Noah had seen numerous signs by Hashem. The Mephoshim explained when he came into the ark, so the ark was protected from all of these people who were trying to stop Noah from entering the ark. The ark was protected by wild animals who repelled those who tried to stop Noah from entering. Hashem brought him through all these miracles. He was saved miraculously. The entire world was destroyed. He alone was saved miraculously. Unbelievable. Supernaturally. The Pasuk says that Hashem assures Noah there will never ever be a flood to destroy all of mankind. So that's a pretty strong statement. So So, so Noah, even though he had seen that Hashem's word was true, he had seen the miracles, but he wanted a sign. Here's a first indication of what a sign is. He wanted a sign. Here's the sign that I will will from now on use to remind myself and to remind you that I will never destroy humankind with a marble with a destructive force like like a uh, flood i placed the there's a there's a keshes in the, in the cloud there's a rainbow and that rainbow indica- indicates that i remember my promise so already we see that the sign is something to do with salvation or some something to do with hashem not letting out his wrath or his promise that all will be well. That's how I would say it. So Noach requests a sign. So and he gets the sign. So that's a legitimate request. So certainly Paro, who wasn't righteous, he could ask for a sign. Chizkiyahu Amelech, he had been told that he's not gonna, that he's not going to live, he's going to die. And then he turns and he prays. He asks Hashem to forgive him, he does tshuva. And Hashem says, I'm going to cure you. And the Pasuk says, as a, as a sign, which the Menshe goes on to say that in the middle he asked for a sign, or he seemed to indicate that he needs a sign. He's he's experiencing a, a terrible sickness. He's going to die from it. Hashem promises him he's going to live. I'm going to cure you. And here's the sign: on the third day, you're going to go up to the base Hashem. You're going to go to the base Hamikdash. He asks for a sign. I'm not familiar with the with the verses themselves. I apologize for my ignorance in this area, but. In, in the context, Chizkiyahu Amelech asks for a sign and he receives a sign. 
And the sign indicates that all will be well. He's going to be able to go to Beis HaMikdosh. Certainly, Paro, the evil one, is allowed to ask for a sign. Last case, last example, Hanani Mishal Azaria. We find three great tzaddikim, three people on a very high level. They had Ruach HaKadosh, they had divine inspiration. They went down into the into the fiery furnace. Hanani Mishal Azaria. They went down and they ended up surviving the fiery furnace. They didn't die. They came out alive miraculously. But they were also given a sign. Lo Yardu El they had a sign. The Medrash says, what was their sign? Kate said, Loi lonu Hashem, loi lonu. Amar The Pasuk says, the night before, the Medrash, the, the Meforshim explains that the night before, they were supposed to be thrown into the fiery furnace. They were praying. And this verse kept coming into their mind. Hananiah said, Loi lonu Hashem, loi lonu. Not for our sake, Hashem save us. Not for our sake. The Shimchatein covered Amar Mishal. Mishal had a different verse that kept coming into his mind and he kept saying, Do it for your honor, Hashem. Do it for your honor. Save us for your honor. The third of them, Azariah said, had this postic that kept coming into his mind. Which means, do it for your kindness and for your truth. And Gavriel was answering, the, the Malach Gavriel, the, the angel, why will the nations of the world say, Where is their God? When they experienced this, they kept, maybe they even tried to go to a different verse, but they, they couldn't. They just kept saying the same verses over and over again. They couldn't stop. So they saw it as a sign, they understood it was a sign. It just brings another pasuk, referring to the fact that there were people of a sign that these three tzaddikim, these three awesome, incredibly righteous individuals, they were people who experienced signs. That's they became known as such people. They received this sign. They received the sign. They would be saved. So, if a righteous person has a right to ask for a sign, and it's not considered a negative thing, we understand why Paro, a wicked person, Pharaoh, would ask for a sign. <clears throat> but now I want to come back, try to understand. In in all of these cases, there was a sign. The sign was a sign of salvation. The sign was a sign that all would be well, which Hashem provided. Hashem assured these tzaddikim, these righteous individuals, that all would be well. What was the sign that Pharaoh was looking for? What was the sign that Pharaoh was looking for? So I think the Pashtas is, the simple understanding is that he was asking for a sign, show me something that, show, that proves, as we said before, that there is a God and that He is trying to take His people out. And I was thinking about it, what does this staff represent? What is a staff? A staff is something that you lean on. And the staff became a serpent, a snake. Who is the staff? Who, who is represented by the staff? And what is the sign of the staff? 
perhaps we could say like this. This is a thought I, that I that I was entertaining earlier. The staff is the Jewish people. Who does Paro lean on? Who is Paro's staff? And a staff is a piece of wood, a dead piece of wood. The Jewish people had no identity. They had nothing. They were just slaves. They were just, all they were there to do was whatever Pharaoh wanted them to do. Paro said, Jews, make your own, make your own bricks. Jews, build my, my cities. They were dead, they were dead sticks that Paro leaned on to do his bidding. But here, what was happening, and this is what happens in Geula, this is what's happening today. What happens when the Jewish people are redeemed? Is that they go from being a non-entity. And this idea actually heard from my Shashiva, from my pair. They go from being a non-entity. The Jewish people for 2,000 years, we've had no land, we've had no cohesive identity. We've been spread out amongst the nations. For all intents and purposes, we were dead. We were a dead nation. We were like a staff, a piece of wood that everyone else leaned on. Yeah, we, we came to positions of power in different countries. Our genius was used throughout the world, different places in America. Our, our people were used as political figures, etc., to try to further mankind. But we were just dead wood. We were just a dead piece of a staff that other nations leaned upon. And what happens the Jewish people are becoming a nation as they're leaving Egypt. They're becoming a nation. They turn into a snake. We, the Jewish people, become a snake. What does it mean? It means that we serve... What is a, a snake? A snake represents something that bites a human being and can cause the human being's death or, or their incredible pain. Right? That's what a snake is. And here, our snake, the Jewish people are about to rise and bite Paro, Pharaoh, and the Egyptians. And our snake, indeed, swallows up all of their snakes. They tried to prove that they also have some kind of power. They, they the Khartoumim, the magicians of Pharaoh, upon whom Paro also relies. But they have no power. Only the Jewish people have the power. And the power involves, as my Rosh says, Rabbi Per says, that sometimes a nation, and specifically the Jewish nation, serves to bring justice on another nation. Justice must be served. And sometimes Hashem uses one nation against another nation to bring about that justice. The Egyptians had done terrible things to the Jews. They had put them in servitude, but not just that, they had done terrible things akin. If you listen to what the Majorshim say about what was being done by Egyptians to Jews at that time, they were honest them, they, they raped them, they caused them terrible harm, they were killing babies. It sounds very similar to what happened in Israel on October 7th. But justice needed to be served finally. And the Jewish people needed to leave. And Hashem was saying, let my people go. It's time for them to go and serve me, to become their own nation. And Paul said, where's your sign? Show me a sign. 
Show me a proof that salvation for your people is imminent. Hashem instructs Moshe and Aaron to take the staff and throw it down on the floor. The Jewish people, the dead wood that you have leaned upon for decades, it's about to become its own thing. It's about to become something that's going to Right, a stick is something that also can be used to 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 bring about retribution. Right, Malchus, when a person needs to be struck, he gets the whack. They're going to turn into a snake to you. You're about to become a nation. They're about to become. You're going to be. You're going to experience justice because of what you've done to them. And so that is perhaps. Hashem sees, and, and it's, and it's, it's connected to the previous Medrash, I think, because Hashem sees that <coughs> there's going to be a denial by Paro. There's going to be a denial by the nations of the world, a parallel denial that, that we have a right, the Jewish people have a right to stand up for justice, to protect ourselves, etc. Talking about this moment, but it's true all the time. We, we don't have a right to stand up as a nation to protect ourselves. That's what the, the nations of the world will claim. Just like Paro says, you can't become a nation. I will not let these people go. But Hashem shows him. It's not, it's not even about, it's, it's about Achna. It's about, it's not about destroying Paro and destroying Egypt and destroying our enemies. That's not what it's about. It's about the recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world. It's about the recognition of godliness in the world. It's about the recognition that good ultimately prevails. Look at each of these promises. Noach is told that Hashem will never destroy the world again. And here's a sign. It's about good prevailing in the end. Chizkiyo HaMelech does tshuva and he's told that he's going to live. There's going to be a future for the kingdom of the Jewish people. Chizkiyo HaMelech had to have children. His child was, child was going to be a Russia, going to be wicked, but his grandchild was going to be a tzaddik. We need to continue. Sometimes there are cycles. Hanani, Mishova, Azariah, they were promised with these words, Leilonu Hashem Leilonu, which, by the way, the Gemara Mpsachim talks about as being the verses that we are supposed to say whenever we're in trouble. Hashem, save us not for our sake. It's not us. Do it for your sake. Do it for the honor of your people. Do it for your kindness, for the truth. It's about the ultimate truth, which is not the, the death of the wicked, not the destruction, but rather, Hashem Hashem wants, He wants us not to really be a snake, right? What happens in the end? The snake turns back into a staff. But it's not the staff of Pharaoh. We're not meant to be the ones upon whom Paro leans and acts through, but rather we are meant to be the ones upon which Hashem leans and acts through. We are supposed to be the the servants, not of Paro, but of Hashem ultimately. And that's the transformation. That's the transformation that the Jewish people are about to go through. Yes, in this process, we do serve as a snake, as a negative force for those who have done wrong, and justice is served through that. But the purpose of it is not to destroy 
Hashem doesn't want the wicked to be destroyed if they'll do tshuva, if they repent. The purpose is that there should be an ultimate recognition of Hashem properly. I would add, proper recognition of Hashem. Not as an angry God who wants to flatten everyone as the Muslims believe. And not as a free-for-all as the Western the Western world has come to think of things, but rather as a God who loves us, wants a relationship with us, and wants us to 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 do tshuva, to be who we're meant to be. So I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to understand the simon, what a sign means. There are so many signs Hashem is showing us of the future, of the of of positive future for mankind of a positive that the messianic age it's it's going to be it's going to be soon and we're standing on the cusp of that and as we cross the threshold there are many difficult times but Hashem should help us recognize that all of these are it starts off as a staff changes into a snake but ultimately it's a staff again and the staff is Hashem's staff. It's Moshe Rabbeinu's staff. It has Hashem's name on it. The purpose of it is that we should serve Hashem ultimately. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.